I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Welcome back to the Spirit Diaries, and today we are going to talk about what is going on in Robert's house, who's here with me. Hello. We're talking about his childhood and how this haunting just seems to keep escalating and changing form over the years. So this is Season 3, Episode 5. And I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast so far. If you are enjoying it, make sure you share it with your friends and family and rate it and follow it on whatever platform you can. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us. This is so much fun and I'm really excited to talk about these stories, some of which I've never even heard before or I haven't even heard all the details of. So I, like you, am learning and listening and coming up with theories about what the heck could be going on here and theories are just that you know there's no way to really know what was happening without actually being there without actually experiencing it but I mean we can make our best speculations now looking back at the situation I know I've learned a lot telling my own story and looking back at it and I'm excited to continue telling my story and adding to the chronological order and I do just want to say for those of you who are looking for a more streamlined chronological order over on YouTube on the Spirit Diaries YouTube I do have my story in chronological order I will also organize Robert's story in chronological order and then I have it broken down by season so depending on where you're at and what you prefer to hear that is all separated out on YouTube versus podcast platforms where it is in order as we record it so I hope you enjoy this episode and let's talk about we left off last time where Robert was saying that you were being targeted yes when I had after the addition and after my mom had all her weird things come to her and her hearing things, seeing things, it seemed to jump to me at that point. I started having horrible night terrors or nightmares, whatever you want to call them. Right. Every single night, it was the same dream, and this went on for weeks. And This reminds me of my devil dream. Yeah, it, it was every single night without fail. I would wake up, I would go back into it, and I would start it over again. Oh my gosh. Um, and it got me for a long time. And I mean, it sounds silly of a nightmare now. Of course, but as does mine. As a kid, like right. it was it was very terrifying. So um, at this point, I was in the um, bigger bedroom sharing it with my brother. Right. So at least you're not alone at this point. Right. We had bunk beds. So he was, um, I think, on the bottom bunk at that time and I was on the top, so he didn't get hurt. Right. I started having crazy nightmares about me being back in the smaller bedroom. So it almost like I, I my bed was back in the smaller bedroom and that's where the dream would start. So in the dream, I would wake up in the smaller bedroom um, in my bed and I would go 
out of my room into the, the master bedroom, which would have been my room at this point in time. Right. Um, but it was still decorated like it was my parents' bedroom when I was a little younger. And my parents weren't there. The house was quiet. No one was there. I was confused. My sister wasn't in the room with me in the small room, so I didn't know where she was. And I was looking for my parents, and I couldn't find them. Finally, I was just like every little kid. You look in the closet. You look in like, where are they hiding? Where are right, they Right, hide and seek sort yeah. of thing. So um, at the final point, I got down, and I looked underneath their bed because they had a raised bed. Oh, my God. And underneath their bed was... It was. It looked like a man. It was a man's body. Yeah. It didn't have a head. So where the neck was, it was just like almost a little gory. Yeah. And I mean, I was young. I didn't watch horror movies. I wasn't allowed to. I wouldn't even know what that looked like. Right. I, um, I also was one of those kids who wasn't allowed to see any horror movies. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But you have no reference. None. At all. None. That would even allude no. to you having this. No. And my parents didn't watch scary TV or anything. Right. Like, we had bedtimes that were like 7.30. So it's like, it's not like we were ever up for any type of like scary nighttime shows or anything like that. Yeah. So I saw a dude's body, oh no God. head. He had some sort of like blade in his hand. It looked like it had blood or something on it. What? Um, yeah. And when I saw him, it started crawling towards me, <gasps> like rapidly out from underneath the bed, just kind of like army crawling underneath the bed towards me. In the dream, I panic, I stand up, I run out into the hallway and I run for the front door and I could hear it like the steps behind me at running trying to catch up oh to me. Oh my god. And I every night in the dream would get to the front door and basically I would just fumble with the door. It was always a deadbolt and a bottom lock on the on the handle. And I could never get them both open before I heard it behind me catch up to me. I would turn around and it would just be there in front of me. And then I would wake up. Oh my god. And it would reset every single night. It was just like I mean every time I woke up. So it was just like a constant like cycle that and, you were and getting stuck in. Every time I restarted the dream while I was asleep, I forgot what happened. So when I reset to the beginning, I didn't know what was coming. If, so basically, so in the dream, you didn't, you couldn't remember that you had this dream a hundred times before, right? Until I woke up. Like when I woke up from it, I was like, "What the heck? Like that's Whoa. terrifying." And then I go back to sleep, and it would reset me to waking up in my bed in the small room of my house. And you just totally confused, not knowing what was about to wait. Completely, yes. That's horrifying because yeah. when I have recurring dreams especially with my demon nightmare or my devil nightmare as a child I knew what was coming mm -hmm. and I couldn't prevent it right but I knew every night I was like oh crap here it comes right I'm gonna have to go through this right it's almost even more harmful not even knowing and having that pure fear hit you anew right every single time it was very vivid too. Like it was more detailed than I should have had. Like right. I could remember every knickknack that was on the built-in shelf that was inside the, the hallway. Yeah. Like I could see it all. I could see every light. Like I could see like just every piece of furniture perfectly. It wasn't like any dream fog or anything. It was like very intense, very vivid, very detailed. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I had this dream for... I want to say a few weeks, a few months straight. Yeah. And then 
the eventually I broke the cycle, not even intentionally, just I ended up at school having like a writing assignment where we were supposed to write a story. Oh, I cannot imagine what this teacher is about to experience. So I wrote the entire story, but I made myself get out in the end. And in the story, I wrote exactly what happened, but at the point where I fumbled um, with the lock and turned around right. and it was there, I had myself on the way grab something heavy off of like the entertainment center that we had and turn around and just hit it with what was in my hand, oh which my was gosh. like a candelabra or something. Right. And then I stunned it because I hit it in the neck portion where the head would have been. Right. I remember I hit it directly in the fleshy part of the like neck. Gross. And <laughs> I turned around the door I was able to unlock. I got out of the house in my in my story and I got 100% on the story. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and the teacher was like, keep writing. This was amazing <laughs> at like a second, third grade level. And so that, so you're roughly like eight, nine. Yes. Okay. And that night, the dream never happened again. Like from that day forward, like I wrote that ending. I never had that dream again. So I don't know if it was a psychological beating it, but like that terror, night terror never happened. I never had any inclination of the dream again. It never happened again. And I know with you, and I'm not sure if you want to talk about this, so I can cut this out if you're not comfortable, but I know with you, a lot of your strange, vivid, lucid type of paranormal-esque dreams end similarly in this way, to where you have to basically come at whatever it is yes. with strength greater than the strength it has. Yes, and I mean, yeah, you can leave that in, and I mean... Okay, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to evade your personal space, but it seems like with your, with your abilities, uh, you're very energy based, you're Mm -hmm. very strong, and well, I don't know how much we'll get into your story now that we're older, but you have the ability to sort of bring forth and banish entities, which is something, I mean, is very awesome and terrifying <laughs> all at the same time Agreed. but i feel like that's kind of like what's sort of happening yeah as uh, a, how do you feel as a kid yeah i mean i mean even now like you're saying like it my brain uses that format to fight my own fears because i will now if i get anything that's spiritual or otherworldly or even premonition Right. Um, it will always come in a dream. Yes. So You're when very dream-based. When I don't have those type of things, uh, I almost feel like my brain does like, um, I want to say like a mental gymnastics or like a training thing to mm-hmm. where my dreams will run me through my own fears and I have to defeat them in these dreams. So yeah, it's kind of, it became a game with my subconscious almost, I feel like. And I would wake up laughing sometimes because I'm like, you didn't get me this time because I feel like my brain is trying to scare me. It's trying to, and I don't know if that's just my brain. Or if you were being like tormented. I was being tormented. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I would always figure out how to beat it within that dream. It's like, I never really have reoccurring dreams. I don't think I've had a reoccurring
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Since then. Weird. But that leads me to believe that maybe there is something a little bit more going on there. Right. And I mean, once a, a, a lot of negative entities feed on fear. Right. And once they lose that fear element. Right. You know, what, what, what's left? They can't feed off of that energy because fear produces a type of energy, right. which is why so many paranormal shows try to induce fear mm-hmm. to help bring forth strange, unexplained activity. And I mean, that could, I mean, it could be, I, I don't know, but I mean, it sounds like, and I know how you dream now. We talk about your dreams all the time right? and none of them are ever like that. Mm-hmm. And the, and I I personally know that my incredibly vivid dreams to where I can see things, I can feel things, I can taste things, I can smell things in right. dreams are always spiritual. Mm-hmm. There's always, it's never just a dream. It's right. always something more, which makes me believe that this could have been an entity just screwing around with your head. And it's like, I don't know if, if it moved on after that point and like... I defeated it, so it was like done with it type thing. Well, or yeah, if at that it point, just what's the point? Exactly. Or it just like was passing through and decided to have some fun while it was there. I mean, that goes back to the whole portal thing, and and that kind of leads into um, some of the other things that happened in in my house, in my room specifically, in my room in my brother's room. We would get into trouble because there would always be handprints on the ceiling. Oh God, the handprints. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, my parents just assumed that we were jumping up and like slapping the ceiling to see who could touch the ceiling. And in reality, there were like thousands of handprints all over the ceiling and they seemed to be emanating from the center of the room. Absolutely. And I've seen these myself. The phenomena still happens to this day. Yes. It's not, it's, it hasn't stopped. And your younger brother still lives in this room. It is an adult now. And who is an adult yes. who lives in this room? <laughs> yes. And he actively has to deal with these reappearing handprints. And he washes them off. On the ceiling, yeah. he's He does wash them off regularly. Right. And sort of does a spiritual cleansing when he does. Right. And they they come back. Yes. So tell me, so what do they look like? Um. So it, it almost looks like... If you've seen any, like, movie where, like, a hole opens in the earth and, like, hell spawn starts crawling out of it type of thing. Like, where they're grabbing the ground and almost, like, pulling themselves out so their hands are sliding. Yes. Like, that's kind of how it looks emanating from the center of my ceiling. Absolutely. And to try and explain this better, the ceiling is white. Yes. But you can't see the handprints unless you like sort of angle yourself and the light catches it and they're almost like greasy yes they're like greasy and they're big like they're big hands bigger than not even my hand now no right they're they're inhuman the the finger spread on them 
is wide. It's They're large. long fingers. I mean, some of them, I feel like the span of, you know, a spread out hand, pinky to thumb, mm-hmm. is like... 10 to 12 inches on some of those. Yeah. They're huge. They're, they're very big. I mean, they're bigger than my hand is now as an adult. But they do range in size. Yes. There are some smaller ones. There are big ones. They're, I mean, there are ones that start and they'll slide for like you, two feet. And you can see the finger slide. And your ceilings are not very low. They're an average ceiling height. Yes. To where I, I, I'm relatively tall for a girl I would consider myself and I cannot reach the ceilings in your room. If I jumped and touched the ceilings, I could perhaps finger swipe just with the tips of my fingers, but these are full prints and pools and I I agree that Hellspawn thing is very similar to how I would have described it with it's all emanating from the center and it's crawling outwards to just out out from the center of the room. And when I was younger, I, I just, I was just thinking about this. Um, I used to always laugh because we had a ceiling fan in the center of the room that was one of the small ones that had every fan blade was a different color. Yeah. So when it spun, it would make almost a rainbow effect of like all the colors and they'd blend together. Right. One and of as those a kid, little kid fans. Yeah. As a kid, I always thought like, hey, that looks like a vortex type of thing. Oh, and weird. like as a kid, I was like, it kind of looks like when you see in like a movie or something like in like Back to the Future, they get like the wormhole type effect. And it just looks like the swirling of colors almost looks like just like a spectrum swirling. And I mean, it was literally outwards from that fan. Yeah. Where, I mean, all the handprints were. Right. And the ceiling fan has since been changed. Yes. And like we've said, the ceiling's been scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed. Hundreds of times. And there's still handprints. We'll have to check in with them and see how the handprints are doing. Yeah. It's it's really strange. But I mean, my room had a lot of crazy cycles like that to where, like, just sleeping at nighttime... Um, I don't know if this goes back to the clear audience or just, I, I, and, and that's kind of a hard thing for me to distinguish between what I hear and then what I internally hear. Oh, absolutely. Especially with like sight. It's always, mm-hmm. a, you know, between are you a spirit? Are you a human? Right. It's, you know, did I hear that or did I not? Right. You know? And there's never any distortion with the hearing. It's like, it'll, I'll hear it. Like I hear you talking to me now. Right. And so it comes like in my room at night I would sleep and I would constantly hear pacing in my room like you could hear the footsteps on the carpet like how you hear the step the crunch of the carpet and then the step up and then the step down the crunch of the carpet and you'd hear that and it would walk in a circle in the center of my room underneath the fan and then it just in a circle in a circle and it's like I would look occasionally like when I worked up the courage but there's nothing there like I couldn't see anything and it would stop when I looked Jeez. and then I'd roll back over, cover my head, try to go to sleep. And I would hear the pacing again in the circle in my room. And sometimes it would stop and I would just like hold my breath and then it would continue and, and walk some more. And I mean, that would come with the sensation that sometimes I would feel my bed indent like someone sat down, like, you know, your parents sit down at the foot of your bed. Yeah. Uh, it would kind of feel like that. They would just sit down and like, I mean, and then it would stand up and you'd hear pacing. Again. So what was the vibe of the room? Was it like uncomfortable? Was it just eerie? Like, or was Both. it just 
So it did feel... It was eerie. Um, I mean, I was spooked because I was a kid and I kept hearing something walk around my room. Oh, yeah. I, had I mean, no I idea what it was. Um, and it, like, froze whenever... You paid attention. I stopped. Which, which, yeah, that makes me feel like it was not residual. Right. And that's aware. Mm -hmm. But also the circling and the sitting on the bed. Do you think it was like a protector? I don't know. Um, It only happened in that house. After I moved out, it never happened again. And it was only ever in that room. That's so strange. And does, do you, did your brother ever mention him experiencing that? Um, I don't know if he's heard it. Um, he's had his own experiences, but they weren't as, like, auditory. Intense, yeah. Um, just, just hearing-wise. He doesn't really hear things. His are more, like, visual cues, like, the ceiling, the hands on the ceiling and things like that. But the hands on the ceiling is, everybody can see it. Yeah, everybody can see it. Like, that's not a spiritual thing. Like, they're legit greasy fingers. Right. On the ceiling. Right. And gosh, now thinking about it, I, I really want, if they come back, we should like swab it and test what that is. Because Damn. it's, without a doubt, like hand grease. Like right. you're, you know, you're sweating. We have natural oils in our fingers. It's definitely something left in oil. I wonder what that, you know, how cool would it be to test that substance and get a lab to just see, see what, what is, is that? Right. What is it? Is it an oil? Is it, you know, ectoplasm? Right. You know, but I, I, people think or have proven, I'm not sure the ectoplasm thing, but there's people who have found like ectoplasm or ectoplasm like substances. Right. And the oily stuff I know has appeared in other major hauntings where there's like oily stuff on the blinds or oily stuff down the walls. Yeah, and I, I had that similar thing too. I mean, in when we were um, when we had our bunk beds, uh, eventually we switched because my brother got older and I was getting a little too heavy for the top bunk. Right. Um, so Bummer. we swapped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too bad because I like, wasn't getting my head too close to the fan blades anymore when I climbed the ladder. So yeah, or that air vent. Yeah, or the air vent. Good yeah. riddance. Yeah, stay away from that. <laughs> and um, so when we switched and I was on the lower bunk, um, if ever at nighttime I put my hand between the bed and the wall and wherever you touch the wall was a greasy slimy wet and it would disappear by the morning but it would be like white it almost looked like a salt line what yeah and it would disappear um but like you stick your hand down there and you almost get like um just like almost like a sticky like a little bit thicker than water but it was uh still like liquidy enough to run because you would feel it like it felt like someone sprayed like a thickened water or something on the wall between the bed yeah Yeah. and like I remember touching it once and panicking and like I checked a few times within a few weeks it was still there and I just kind of ignored it and after a while we moved walls and it didn't happen on the other wall anymore it only happened on the wall that divided my room from the small room. Are you serious? Yeah. So it wasn't like condensation from your body heat? No, it was an inside wall. I was about to say, perhaps it was like a window leak or something, but if it's no. an inside wall, that doesn't even make sense. Inside wall, no roof leaks. And it was the only, it was separating just my room from my, the smaller room, which was my sister's room. Wow. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. I'm sort of flabbergasted, but wow, that's what a way to end an episode of just this strangeness. And I find it incredibly fascinating when there's physical evidence left behind, because I feel like if there's any chance of having concrete evidence of the paranormal it's gonna be in things like you're experiencing in your room with these weird salty lines or the oils or the ceiling handprints and totally down if we can ever swab the ceiling when they come back if they come back um that that would be incredible to test they always come back I know they do. <laughs> and that's horrifying. I'm trying to be positive because your sweet little brother lives in there. Although he's an adult, he is forever a child in my mind. And I, oh, I feel so bad because I've spent the night in that room and it's been horrible. But wow. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Spirit Diaries. Mm-hmm.